Hey, everybody, what's up? Pinstripe Pals, we're at you. Covering the series that the Yankees just had in Chicago. And boys, what a series it was. The Yankees are still rolling. Tough loss yesterday, but overall looking really good. And, you know, the boys are, you know, doing their thing. Right now, uh, my take is looking very good. You know, we're 6-1 and one over those last seven games. And then, you know, Mikey's uh, hot take on stands home runs looking pretty well as – pretty well. So, you know, we got we – got Is he at 10 now? He's at 10. 10. He has four since the last episode. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, big, the big guys are stepping up for us in the biggest way. Judge, Stanton, you know, Gallo even had a couple homers in this series. You know, our pitching was pretty good outside of the bullpen. Um, but let's start off with that first game in the series where, you know, the Yankees, uh, the Yankees offense went absolutely insane. And uh, what was it that we put up in that game? 15. It was, it was seven 15. runs in the seventh inning, I think. Yeah. I know it was seven runs, but I'm pretty sure it was seventh inning. Yeah. The it seventh, was seven runs. Yeah. It was that seven run eighth game that started the series. And, you know, we had we had saw at first that uh, you know the White Sox were continuing to fight back. Uh, you know, Loisga didn't look good out of the pen. He gave up that game time three run homer, and yeah, I mean, we thought that it was going to be a close game, and then the Yankees came out in that eighth inning, and with two outs, they put up seven runs, seven runs with two outs. That's what the Yankees. Fun, fun fact. Fun fact about that. Um, I nineteen. No, because Joey Gallo had a two-run homer. So twenty of of all the runs we scored in that series came from having two outs. Pretty fucking wild, huh? Yeah, pretty wild. That's insane. And you know, they just played one hell of a series. Like they lost last night, but. Really, the only bad part about last night was Chapman. He looked absolutely god-awful. And we're going to get to him, you know, later on in the episode. What else is new? Right. That's an every every outing uh, thing for yeah, Chapman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, outside of him, you know, we're rolling right now. We're 25-9. and nine. We have a four-and-a-half, five-game lead over Tampa. And, you know, Boston still sits in the cellar. So life is great. Life is great for, for the pinstripe pals and uh, for all Yankee fans. And for everybody who's not a Yankee with single fan. digit losses, baby. Yep. Oh, yeah, brother. And for everybody else who's not a Yankee fan, uh, you can kindly fuck off for talking shit all these past two years that we're never going to be good with the team we have. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, let's, let's keep talking about this first game real quick because. Stan's been around the league for a long, long time. And this was his career high game. You know, obviously he had the two home runs, but career high, six RBIs. And uh, dude, he was hitting the ball. So he's doing what Stan needs to do best. And that's take the ball the other way and just use the strength that he has. Yeah, I don't know if it's like the lighting in the stadium or whatever it is. It looks like Stan has like... 
like tweaked his batting stance a little bit too. He looks like just angry in the batter's box now. I noticed that. I was like, holy shit. If I was a pitcher, I would intentionally walk him. Like he, he oh, looked it, so terrifying. He was, it, I was just like, um, yeah, nah, this guy is fucking scary. Yeah, if you look at old videos of uh Mike Stanton when he was uh Mike Stanton when he first came up with Florida, uh now the Miami Marlins. You know, he had a very open stance, and that has completely changed. His stand very closed. He doesn't pull the ball nearly as much. He still will, but he'll let the ball travel, <laughs> and he'll really just use the power and the strength that he has to take the ball the opposite way. Because realistically, when you're taking the ball the other way, it's really a shorter like it's a shorter field. You know, you, you're able to you're able to have better at bats, better swings on the ball. And, you know, when you let the ball travel further, you know, you're able to see the seams a little more. You're able to, you know, predict the pitch a little better. You know, you're able to produce better contact and have better results. And that's what we've seen from Stan. We've seen it from Judge. You know, between the two of them, their last 16 games, they're combining for, you know, like 19 homers and 40-something RBIs. I mean, they're absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. And this is exactly what the Yankees have been looking for is a healthy judge, a healthy stand at the same time. And as long as they're healthy and they're leading this team, this team does a lot of damage. Yeah. Even with everybody else who's sucking, still sucking, not even still the because, best team in the league. Because besides the game last night where the offense just wasn't there and Keichel, Keichel looked like old Keichel did. Um, everyone, everyone pretty much had a role in this series minus, you know, minus Higgy and Trevino, you know, everyone did their, everyone really did their part. But even though Trevino's bad on offense, I don't give a fuck. Like, I really don't give a fuck. If he's framing pitches the way he's doing it, this, uh, keep him in the game. I don't care. Just make him start every game. Like. I think right now, and, you know, we've been seeing it a lot. Trevino looks like he's that number one catcher. Yeah, he. I definitely feel like he's been playing more games than Higashioka has lately. Yeah, I noticed that Cole's game in Chicago was Trevino catching too. I was like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. I think, uh, I think Cole's gone from his personal catcher. And honestly, you're Garrett Cole. You should be able to – pitch and have whoever behind the plate if we're paying you that much money. That ass. <laughs> we're paying this guy $30 million a year to fucking bulk and not yeah, run score. <laughs> if we could just go, go back to that go, first that game. Was bad. That was really bad. So Yo, hold on. Yeah. I have a fun fact about the first game from Stan. That was the first time in his career that he hit two opposite field home runs in the same game. Yep, yep, I was just going to say. Word. I was watching the telecast, and Michael K. pointed that out. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't, I didn't know forever. that, but it does make sense because when Stanton was in Miami, he wasn't a – like, Stanton pulled the ball all the time in Miami, and he was just known for hitting, like, massive shots down there. So I could see why that's actually true. Um so, yeah, moving into Cole's start, that was game two. Uh, he looked pretty good. 
Obviously, he wasn't as good as the previous three starts, but he faced a you know a much better ball club, a much better lineup than you know the last three teams that he faced in you know Cleveland, Kansas City, and Baltimore. But nonetheless, you know Garrett Cole did his thing. The offense did their thing. He got the win. He moves to three and zero on the year, and he has an ERA under three. So we're definitely speaking of, stuff. speaking of ERAs, are we going to just not comment on how, ah, uh, fuck, what's his last, I don't remember how to pronounce his last name, Kolek, uh, he had the, Kopech. Co- yeah, okay. he had Kopech. a, oh, we're he, had get a that. he had an 0.93 ERA to start this game, that obviously went up now, but I did, when I was making the graphic for that, for the game today, I was just like, I looked at his ERA and I was like, there's no fucking way this is real. Like this, this yeah. kid from the White Sox as a ah, so uh little fact about Michael Kopech, he was involved in the trade uh for uh for Chris Sale. Yeah, they were talking about that. Yeah. On the it, him and Yoan Moncada were the two guys who went back for the Red Sox to get Chris Sale. And honestly, I mean it didn't hurt the Red Sox at all. You know, they wound up having Rafi Devers, who was a much better third baseman than uh, than Moncada has been. But, you know, Sale hasn't been great. Sale did bring them a World Series in 2018. He definitely was a big help to get them there. But besides that, you know, Sale's been injured a lot. You know, he's still out this year. So, you know, there are a lot – a lot of opportunities for the Red Sox right now to, you know, maybe make a move for sale if he comes back or, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if a team would take him, but, you know, if, if Boston keeps looking the way they do and, you know, a lot of their fans were excited because they swept, uh, they swept Texas. Ian. I know. We're good. Ian, No, hold on. I need to tell you this is happening right now. Carlos Rodon is is still in the game in the bottom of the fourth inning, and he's already given up six runs. Yeah, it's a bad day. That's that is wild. He's not going to be in there much longer. Let's just say that. But then again, yeah, he's thrown sixty-three pitches, six runs, yeah, three point one innings pitched. At, oh my god. Holy shit! I, I'm just, I'm sorry for just completely breaking topic, but I just had to point that out. That That's is crazy. Yeah. No, no one cares. Carlos Rodon chose the Giants over us, so you know, Yankees probably didn't even offer Rodon anything. They don't need him. We got Nestor. I know we have Nestor. Nasty Nestor, baby. We have one of the best starting. Staff. I'm gonna buy that shirt, bro. So. Yeah, the one the one thing I could say is like you know Brian Cashman didn't make the prettiest moves, but he's da- he's looking damn smart right now. He's looking like the smartest guy in the room. So all I can say is you know Brian Cashman, sorry for doubting you, because this team is uh, twenty five and nine. I'm not sorry for doubting him. No, I am because it's I'm we're not. twenty. I, bro, none of us. None Why of us, not? Why honestly, are you I can say this because. Let's just say we had got Corey Seager or Carlos Correa, 
if Carlos Poor Correa didn't get hurt, if they didn't get hurt, no, I'm just saying, if they didn't get hurt, they'd be playing way better defense than IKF these past few games. Holy fuck. That was yeah, hard yeah. to watch. Good point. That was IKF hard to watch. is playing horrendous. That's a great point that you brought up as uh, Pittsburgh just scored. So that's fucking. Fantastic. Let's go Penguins! Let's go Penguins! Let's fucking um, go! Yeah, you're gonna get fuck hockey on that. Uh, fuck no, hockey. And, no, I can't. I can't have made some bad plays, but the the biggest thing was uh, was that Garrett Cole was backing him up. Garrett Cole got a big strikeout after Falefa made that error. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. He pointed. He pointed to Fleff and said, "I got you, bro. I got you." And that's what that's what a team is all about, bro. That ass, bro. That was cool. Definitely. Uh, that was cool. I'm glad the chemistry is there. It's it's good to see Cole being back to his dominant self, though. Yeah. I thought we were never gonna see that again. Yeah. So yeah. It's don't great. speak he's now. Or don't don't speak on it yet. We still got a long season to go. Listen, he's had four starts in a row where he's been solid. Yeah, and so, guess what? I think it's safe to say that he's back or whatever. So this next start is against Baltimore. Oh, thank God. His next two, <laughs> his next two starts come against Baltimore. Which honestly, that is massive. Because those are games that he should just absolutely dominate. And then his next start after that is either gonna be against Tampa Bay or the Angels. And I believe it, I believe it is the Tampa Bay series. Because that is a four-game set, um, but that's gonna that's gonna be the big test for him this year. Obviously, you know, I would love to see him go against Otani because Otani is oh, a monster yeah. again this year, bro. It's fucking wild how quick he got to hundred home runs. Yep, and, <laughs> you know, not even through not even four full seasons. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the, the big, I think the big game of the series was yesterday. Like the White Sox needed to win that game to at least salvage one because they knew that they were facing Nestor. Um, Montgomery looked fine. You know, he didn't have a bad start at all. It's just the runs versus the run support that is the main We thing. literally and never give Montgomery run support. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. Whenever he's on the mound, we never see it has been it has been an ongoing thing for years. Monty's been one of our most consistent pitchers, you know, besides that one start last year against Tampa at the end. That was bad. But <laughs> 12 besides runs. That, that besides was that, he's been absolutely incredible. And every time he goes out there, he's one of those guys who gets like the least amount of run support from this team. Now he doesn't get a loss, so that's good. Because he definitely didn't deserve to lose that game. But Chapman coming in, and as soon as Chapman looked bad, I was kind of like, dude, like, where's Boone? Like, where's Boone? Because he's made such – Boone has been so awesome this first stretch of the season of not letting Finally. it go too long, making sure that, you know, he gets them out before the games gets, you know, out of hand. But I think at this point – Boone thought he could trust Chapman to get out of it. And Chapman just did not have it last night. And, you know, he left a slider right over the middle. Luis Robert, you know, knew – Luis Robert knew what was going on. And, you know, he didn't try to hit a home run. He just tried to make contact. He did. And, you know, Tim Anderson being 
Tim Anderson. Yeah, that dude is fucking insane. The dude's the dude's a total package. Like, there was no way that uh, they were gonna throw him out. So, very nice job uh, by them, you know, to salvage that one game. But obviously, then they faced Nasty Nestor today, and he showed why Nestor he was nasty. He showed why he's the nastiest. You think he rolled the subway in? That that brings me to my question. If if you guys had to say right now, and this is like a like a 80, 20, 70, 30, like where where do you guys think Nestor is on the scale that way of uh winning a Cy Young? Like what do you think his percent is? Oh my powers. I think he's Um, I think he's a top ten candidate. Yeah. At this point, I, th- I would, I would say he's a top eight candidate. Well, I'm saying like, I'm not saying like candidate wise, like percentage wise, like. Oh. I would. Uh, I would say it's like. I'd 70, probably say right like, now he's that like. I would say it's seventy percent. Seventy percent. Seventy right now, because it's still early. Obviously, it's a long season. He's had a great start though for a for a guy who's our number five, and he's acting like a number one. The guy who takes the fucking subway into games and, right. and has a pet turtle brought and eats apples. And <laughs> such a normal guy. Yep. Or I don't know why everyone was obsessed with him eating that apple. Like, bro, like, it's – you have you ever eaten an apple before? You have? Okay. <laughs> good, good to know. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a human when being. You're, when, you're the, when you're the nastiest guy in New York, everyone wants to be like you. Well, I'm pretty sure he's not. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I was gonna say there's a there's a lot of street corners of some nasty guys in New York. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't but, know about that one. But I don't think yeah, just, uh, the nickname "Nasty Nested." That dude is nasty. Yep. And you know, it was like it was a great win for the Yankees. The one thing that concerned me was they only had two hits, but the fact that they scored five runs and only had two hits. Was pretty pretty damn big. Yeah, are we going to talk about the three bases loaded RBI walks or what? Yeah, I mean, there were, well, there <laughs> that was were, crazy. There that was dude, really and crazy. then there was the couldn't find the strike cool. zone. He was like, Kopech had no better. command. Kopech no, had no command, and I loved every second then, of it. You know, Joey Gallo's trying to uh, show Yankee fans that he can actually do something. Look yeah, at my name. I don't care. Look at my name on here. Um, I'm still I, sending him to Jupiter. Expeditiously. Yeah, I still don't think no, we're, we're sending him to the sun. I, I still sun. don't think it's enough to. Uh, that won't even make him hot enough to that we've been through. But yeah, great, 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 great. But can I just? Great, I'm gonna. Great. I'm gonna just head back a couple of minutes to something you said. And I'm gonna. I'll probably never hear you say this again because I've never heard you say it before. But I'm proud of you that you said that Aaron Boone has been doing awesome. I'm proud of you for admitting a, it. After all the shit that we talked. All right. After all the shit that we He's talked about him. He's been great. And there's nothing to – there's really no instant this year where I've been mad at Boone. I think he actually really stepped up. And, you know, he's really taken ownership of leading this team. and. He's done a great job, and I love that he's sticking up for his players. You know, um, you know, he makes sure that you know if there's bad calls, you know, he's getting out there. He's letting those guys know that right away. He's not, he's not backing down. This is going to be Aaron Boone all year, 
Yeah, he knows head back done. to the Toronto game. We already know how he is yeah. about the way shit goes in games. He knows his I, job is on the line because Brian Cashman's job is on the line. Obviously, Brian Cashman's job time. is not on the line. You know that Steinway is gonna not sign going him back. No, let's just say <laughs> what this. the fuck are so, you talking, bro? All right, so you're on, you're on no, no, some no, kind no, of wait, drugs wait. the past couple episodes. He's, he's always on. <laughs> just let me just let me explain myself. Let's oh, just man. say, go ahead. Go I ahead. Don't mute this. me this time. Don't mute this. me this time. How about yeah. that? All right, Brian Cashman's on the final year of his contract. He's been in this organization forever. If the Steinburners really wanted to keep him around, wouldn't they already have extended his contract? No, because they're cheap. They would have. No, but they would have. They wouldn't extend Judge. They wouldn't extend the face of their franchise. You think they're going to extend their fucking GM? No. Yes, because I I think that they would extend their front office before their franchise player. That's how dumb mm, I, I disagree. No, that's I a hard disagree. Path. No. That's a, that's no, nah, I gotta deny because, that. Huh. Because Brian I, Cashman is not the one putting asses in seats and making them money. No, no, he's part of the he's part of the reason to get asses in seats. Yeah, but no one's coming to Yankee Stadium because oh my god, Brian Cashman put together such a great team. <laughs> like, no, they're here to watch Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton hit dingers. And, right, right. But you gotta think. That would have never happened if it weren't for Brian Cashman. That wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Derek Jeter. Fuck off. <laughs> Derek Jeter was our sleeper agent. He, he went in there, Preach. gave us all their best players, Preach. and then dipped. Jeter definitely blessed because he took on Starlin Castro and David Phelps for Giancarlo San. God bless the dead. We would have had Jose Fernandez <laughs> in that deal, God, too. God, God bless the captain, man. All right, let's – Let's move into uh, Baltimore. So, Baltimore, obviously, that starts tomorrow. You've got Severino starting against this guy, Bradish. Don't know who that is. Don't really care. This is a four-game series in Baltimore. Isn't that like a fruit or a vegetable? (laughs) Bradish. Sounds a little bit like radish, yeah. Mike gets it. Mike gets it. Yeah. Bro. Mike is dying over here. <laughs> they got fucking vegetables playing baseball now? We're going to easily win this game. Oh Come on. God. All right, we're scoring so, 50, boys. All right, so four-game series. Severino starts <laughs> tomorrow. It's Severino, Tyone, Cole, Monty. That's the four guys. If there's one guy that I feel – I don't feel bad about any guy in this series. But for some reason, because of the way the last series went in Baltimore, I don't think that the Yankees will sweep. But I think three of – I think another three of four is very doable. And I think it's going to start off with how Severina looks tomorrow. Um, he's – if you would Mike, say he's got something a, brewing in his mind right now. I can tell yeah. he's got some kind of clapback yeah. for you already. If, I can tell in his if face. You would, <laughs> if you would say that there is a potential weak link in the Yankees rotation, you would give it to Sevy being like Sevy's wrote Sevy is right now their number five. He has the highest ERA. He has the least amount of innings pitch. He's probably looked the most inconsistent of everybody, but He's still doing okay. Go ahead, because I know you want to say something. I'm pointing it at Mikey right now. I know you want to say something. I mean, 
seven starts have been against the upper echelon of teams in this league. Right. So I don't really put much to his current stats. I think that he'll figure it out because he's faced nothing but high-powered offenses all season. So I think against a team like Baltimore, that's a chance for him to really see what he can do against the dog shit team. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. so I think he's going to – I think this will be his first outing with double-digit strikeouts. Remember remember the the game where Rizzo hit his <laughs> three home runs? Sevy started that game. Sevy threw five no-hit innings in that game. Then they came back out and started game rocked all of a sudden. Because he started Sevy not has, to give a fuck. Sevy has exactly. had, Sevy's had big. We were already up time. big, so he was like, I don't give a shit. Good. But, uh, yeah, I hope he comes out tomorrow, and I hope he just, like, you know, starts uh, chucking him in. My, my prediction is we win every single game except for the game where Monty pitches because it's the curse. We can't give him runs. I mean, honestly, as long as we continue to win every series, I don't expect us to, like, sweep everybody. Good that you bring that up. I'm glad that you bring that up because I wanted to point out the Yankees have won their last eight series. Yep. Exactly. As long as we keep winning series, we'll continue to have this best record in baseball. We are on pace to go 119 and 43 right now. Just pointing that out. One nine, and that's the best record ever for a Yankee team. Best record for any baseball team. You know, right now, right now the record is the Mariners. They're they have one sixteen. They won one sixteen and forty six. It's fucking insanity. We, I mean, obviously it's a long, long season. Dog days of summer haven't even hit yet. Oh, and you know the Yankee, the Yankees still have a lot of games left in this road trip. They're six and one. They still have another 14 games before an off day. So, you know, it's just about, you know, it's really just about getting these guys who are starting to uh, have good outings and, you know, make sure that the the bullpen is well rested because, you know, there are going to be games where, you know, another offense, even like Baltimore, even like Chicago, they could put up a couple runs against our starter. He has to come out of the game. And then it's a bullpen game. Luckily for us, thus far on this uh, on this stand, we haven't seen that. But it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Um, but, yeah, all, all the games. Checking what you're checking right now. Uh, I'm going to bring up another talking point. Um, this is the first time this has happened since 2008. And, Mikey, I think you already know where I'm going with this. The Reds, No. The, was it the Reds or the – oh, yeah, the Reds threw a no-hitter today and lost. Yeah. I mean, shout-out to Hunter let Green. Let, I'm going to let that, let that simmer for a second. If Hunter Green didn't have Who such a high pitch count, I think he would have – they probably would have won that game if they didn't have to take Hunter Green out. Yeah. If he wouldn't have thrown oh, almost 120 pitches. Their offense wasn't doing anything, so. Their offense hasn't done shit all season. They suck. The the winner the winners of that game is the the Cincinnati Reds ownership because they they want this team to tank (laughs) 
and to be the absolute worst team in baseball. And somehow they found a way to create a team that could throw a no hitter, but still score no runs and lose a ball game. It is absolutely mind blown. Absolutely. And you know what's sad is that I think the last time that ever happened was the Yankees did it. I have no idea. I don't know. I, yeah, wait, no, I it was two, I wait, no, 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 no. It was, it was 2008. Uh, somebody had said it on a broadcast. I don't remember who. Yeah, I, 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 I have no idea. I don't it's think it was because the last Yankees no hitter was 1998, I think, before yeah. Kluber. The Yankees haven't thrown a no hitter in a minute. Yeah, the one before Kluber, I think it was 1998. Yeah, Kluber. Kluber just then, last year, guys. I don't, I don't know if you guys forgot about that, but oh, I no. definitely didn't forget about it because you have that stupid video of you screaming like a little girl. <laughs> right, right. I'm a real fan. Then, I've been for I no think the last years, the last one before that was David Wells, I think. Nah, oh, David oh. Cohen's perfect game was the last one. Mm. Mm. That was the last one before it. Nestor Cortez might actually throw in this year. I, I have a really good feeling about it. I hope so. That would be sick. And, uh, that would be so awesome. I would cry. Just so, just Bro, so fan, imagine just so he does fan. it on Friday. Yeah, just so <laughs> fan. Uh, Yo, Chris, why you face look like that? Because I was like, bro, imagine he does it on Friday. You I will like be there. Got, oh, Chris, just you, so you know. Like you just got uh, so aroused. Me, oh, I did. I did, thinking about a yeah. Nasty Nestor yeah. no-hitter on Friday. Me, yeah, <laughs> you, and Jack are all going to see Nestor both both of our next two games. The 25th so Friday, and the 21st? So Friday he pitches, and then he also pitches on Wednesday when we go against Baltimore. Bet. Bet. So I, don't think, I don't think the Chicago game is necessarily a uh, – Must win or, a, or... – no, Not that it's not a must win. A uh, likelihood of him throwing a no-hitter. Uh, because of that lineup, but uh, the Baltimore game, hundred percent, it could happen. I mean, I don't think. I mean, it would be great, but I don't know. I think teams are going to start figuring him out and getting hits. Yeah. But I yeah. think his stuff is just so nasty that he's just going to continue to not allow runs. Yeah. Twice, yeah, like, I think his fastball is on that ninety-two, ninety-four. Honestly, like I was watching him earlier, and oh my god, his slider was breaking like 18, 20 inches. Now, yeah, like, he, that shit he, was ridiculous. If he throws a no hitter, that's like the cherry on top. But honestly, just the consistency, if he can keep pitching like this, that's going to be huge for us down the stretch. If he continues, definitely. This, this is absolutely incredible. Like, this is one of the best, you know, pitching performances I've seen from a guy. He's not a big time pitcher and like, you know, a guy who is, you know, not considered an ace or anything. But he sure as hell is pitching like one right now. And it is really, really fun to watch him do his business. He's gonna earn himself hey, a bag. Yo, <laughs> the way you the way you said that, it makes it sound like he's gonna go like around the back of the mound and just take a shit. <laughs> You're watching him do his business, huh? You're the suck. Like, well, he might as well the way he's pitching against no, these teams. You know, he's Ian, just shitting Ian, on. Let's be clear. You're the sus one. No, 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 no. Because I'm I'm not as dirty minded as you guys. Says the guy who talks about dicks and fucking everything oh, all the time. You. All right, let's, Every let's move episode. on. Let's move on because this is getting way too crazy. 
right. No, uh, no, 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 no. This, let's no, move we're on not because too crazy. No, 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 no. Who's getting crazy is you wait, saying we're sus. No, no, because we got a lot. We got a lot to cover still. Not really. This this is gonna be a new segment that we are gonna do every single week. Mikey, I've told you before that you are going to be taking on this one. And pretty much, folks, it is buy. Spend wisely. It is going to be buy or sell. You are either going to buy the take or you're going to sell the take. Buying mean okay. that you're okay. buying that buying means that you think it's going to happen. Selling means no, pretty much. Um, first take, pretty simple. Hold on. Hold on. Judge wins AL MVP, like by a long shot. Are you buying that or are you selling it? I'm, I'm sorry, say that again. Yeah, no, I don't mind. I'm not. I'm not buying or selling. He is so. Yeah, you say that again. My fault. Aaron Judge wins MVP by a long shot. Hmm. At this point, I would have to buy it because he's just. Out of this world right now. He's on and a fucking warpath. You're right. I don't see anybody except for, honestly, Stan competing with him or Otani. I think it's going to be at this pace, it's going to be a Judge Stanton Otani MVP race. That's because a good take. Those guys are just on a rampage right now. And I called it with Stanton boys. I did call it, so I'm just gonna pat I mean, myself. He is kind of starting to cool one. off a little bit. I hope it doesn't trend that Shut way up. when he's starting. To Shut cool up, off. Chris. Shut up, Chris. It's two games. It's two games. He's fine. You're for you're for game one. One name in the MVP conversation, and it's the best player. That's probably one of the best players that's ever walked on this baseball field. If you say Mike, Mike Trout, Trout, I'm gonna slap you. It's Mike. It it's, is Mike Trout. It's Mike Trout. How's it not? He's not surprisingly enough. I don't see him being in the MVP conversation at the end. Not yet. Not at not at this point. Definitely not at this point. Definitely right now. Oh, you want me to pull up his stats? Do you want to see him his stats compared to Stanton Judge and Otani? (laughs) Your your take was you're on crack. No, I'm not. Your take was by the end of the season. I'm my prediction is it's a three-headed race, Judge Stanton and Otani. I don't think I don't think Trout. I mean, Mario I don't think that. Trout is going to stay healthy enough. He, he's he been very injury-prone we'll these past right. few years. Right now, right now, Mike Trout has a 312 batting average. He has nine homers, 20 RBIs, a 432 on base, 661 slugging, and a 193. A 1.093 OPS, which is one of the best in baseball right now. If you're going to tell me that that's not MVP numbers from Trout, then you're crazy. Do oh, I that's typical right Mike Trout numbers, is, of course. Do I think right now that he is the MVP? No. I would say Judge could definitely be that guy because look at the Yankees. They're 25-9. and nine. No one thought the Yankees were going to be 25-9. and nine. Especially when we were five you, and five. Were you damn, damn <laughs> Not even we thought we would be twenty-five right. and nine at this were point, fellas. You damn it! You damn better have Trout in that conversation because of how well the Angels are playing. Otani, obviously, and as much as I hate to say it, 
But the Astros are so fucking damn good right now. Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve have to be there. They have to be in that conversation. It's still too early to put it down to like three or four guys. There's still so many guys out there. Towards the end of the season, if guys like Judge and Stan, I don't think Stan's going to keep up enough production to win. I think think he's going to have that stretch where he's going to be like a little slumpy and he's going to have like, you know, those really bad swings and because it happens. That's who Stanton is. Stanton is also a very streaky hitter and it is very hot, hot or very cold, cold. There's I mean, back to what you, back yeah, to that point other guys about who are more consistent. I, I would I love mean, for Stan to win an MVP. I just, I don't think so. I think he could get top 10 in, in an MVP voting, but I don't think, I don't think we'll ever see Stan win another MVP. That's yeah, I mean, back, back to the Houston point real quick. I mean, you said Alvarez and Altuve. I mean, Alvarez definitely, but you don't really hear much about Altuve. He's only hitting like 250. Yeah, and but he's, he's still – That's he's still, very – still one of the best leadoff hitters. Altuve season. He, I mean, take, absolutely. I'm not taking that from him. I think him, he's already – He's, he's having already a very three, down year. He's already got three or four homers, like, to lead off the game on, like, the first pitch this season. Boys. Yeah, that I mean that doesn't necessarily put him in a conversation for MVP. I mean yes. he's only he's definitely Fuck. under Altuve standards. Chris, for we, sure. So Chris, I don't we think we can't see close. your phone on the yeah, video. I know, dude. I know. I I just realized that. Uh, I just want to point out that it is now only it's only been less than one inning. We we don't care. And the Cardinals are up eleven nothing. We we don't care about Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon's not a Yankee. We don't care. We don't care. We do not care. All right. Uh, Mikey, next uh, next hot take. Joey Gallo, Joey Gallo, that's over 220 this season. Sell. <laughs> Fucking sell. That motherfucker and... is going to get sent to Pluto. <laughs> for Wait, hitting one ninety, I didn't. You cut out. Gallo hitting over two twenty. Oh yeah. fuck that! And uh, does does and this is like a part B to the question: Is Joey Gallo still a New York Yankee August first? Yes. No. So you're yes. right. Okay. Okay. I'm buying that because we're not gonna just take the loss and release him. And at this point, he has no value. To the point where nobody's going to want to trade for him, and if Actually, they want to trade for him, they're going to offer us like pennies on. on the dollar. Hold on a second. Go ahead, Chris. Here, here's my prediction. Here, this is going to be my like hot take. Here, I have a feeling that he's going to heat it up a little bit, like enough to where he's got trade value to basically every team that would want him, and we trade him for Benatendi. I doubt it. I don't think Benatendi. I really the one team, and this has been a thing since the offseason, the one team that has been looking at him, and I could really the see Padres. it fit is the Padres. The Padres could use it. And honestly, I would do that if it meant that we were getting some type of arm or you know someone someone of value from San Diego. 
but it would have it would have to be enough because Joey Gallo is still a gold glove player and he's still a guy who's going to hit you 30 35 homers uh that's sorry that's intermission um but yeah i uh i, I would say you know, Gallo to Oh my God, Luca just dropped the fuck out of Cameron Johnson. Sorry, boys. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This game oh, is a I would say the, the only way Joe Gallo leaves, and I just wanted to see your take on it, Mike. I wanted to see if you were on the same page as me, but Padres would be the only way that I think Joe Gallo is not a Yankee by August. And th- then again, the Padres would have to be competing for the NOS still. Which I think they can. Machado's off to a great start. Eric Hosmer looks awesome. You know, they just added Robinson Cano. They still have to wait to get Tatis back in about a month or so. So there's <laughs> there's a lot of things going right for the Padres right now. And you know, they're they're keeping up with the Dodgers. So that's that's the biggest thing. Um next next buyer sell take. Jonathan Lewiska turns it around, and by the end of the year, it's the best Yankees reliever again. I sell that just for the second part of your statement. He's not going to be the best reliever in our bullpen. Who does that title belong to? That belongs to Michael King. There you in go. In my opinion. <laughs> there you go. Like Michael King is like our, I think, like a consensus podcast favorite right now. Absolutely. Even after the one. I mean, won. don't get me wrong. I love Lou Weisiger. I just really need him to pick it up. I do but too. Even I, still, I don't I, think I can't, that he'll I can't be. wait for Jack to finally join us on an episode because Jack loves Jonathan Lewiska. Like, it's Jack's like favorite player all time. Like, he absolutely just loves that guy. Absolutely adores him. Like, he thinks like he's the greatest invention on this earth um so boys i gotta run to the bathroom real quick you'll see i got the thing on so i can listen to your audio on my phone i'll be right back all right chris has to take a bathroom break (laughs) i hope i hope he's muted so that we don't hear him um because that would not be fun but uh yeah the uh you know the jonathan logica story is interesting i know he posted a graphic on our story the other day. And he hasn't had a good season yet. You know, his ERA is close to five. You know, um, you know his strikeout rate is down. But the one thing on that graphic that really does uh, keep me optimistic that he's going to bounce back is that his whiff rate and his chase rate are both up. So he is getting swing and misses. It's just... When he's throwing strikes, he's throwing hittable strikes, and he's throwing very bad strikes that you know hitters are able to produce a lot of damage on. And we saw it. We saw it in the Baltimore series where he gave up a three-run homer. We saw it in the White Sox series against Moncada, and we saw it in the Blue Jays series against Vladdy. All three guys that took him deep on a on a fastball. Um, but I think Loisga turns it around. I think he does. Yeah, I definitely think that he will. I think that he'll get in soon. He just needs to 
work on fine-tuning his craft because you can tell that his mechanics are a little off this year. So I think he just needs to really spend that time, throw those bullpen sessions, fine-tune some things, and then he'll be back to form. So what is your, like, worried meter on Loazaga right now out of 10? I would say I'm honestly like a five. Yeah, I'm, I'm like not too five. worried about him, but there is that chance that he could continue to be bad, and we will have to find another arm to replace him, which as much as – as ridiculous Luis as it Medina. sounds – Luis Medina. Luis I, I'm, I honestly – could potentially see Danny Salazar getting a call up if he performs well. That would be wild, bro. <laughs> yeah, we just gotta see how he does. He hasn't played in so long. I mean, if That's he can somehow, like, if he's completely healthy now and he is the prime, well, he's never gonna be prime Salazar, but if he can pitch like he did for that World Series appearance team, I think that we gotta steal. I think he can still do it. He's just going to be a bullpen arm for us, maybe like a middle relief. And I do see him contributing. That's why when he was signed, I thought it was so underrated and that it could be so beneficial for us if one of our arms does go down. I think he'll get that call. it's, It's such a low risk, high reward thing because it's a minor league deal with a chance to get to the major leagues. They're not paying – they're barely paying him anything at all. So, if he does do well, that's awesome for the Yankees. That could be awesome. Uh, Mike, we got two more for you. Um, and I just had – oh, uh, the catching tandem. Uh, obviously, defensively, they're great. They're awesome. That's why we've had such a great start and are, you know, leading the AL East and had the best record in baseball. Um, but as of right now, neither guy has hit a home run yet. Over buy or sell that they hit at least 12 home runs combined together. Um, I would sell that because honestly, they couldn't hit a fucking boulder with a stick. So <laughs> I don't think that they'll hit not even 10 home runs combined. And honestly, I don't see both of those catches being on the major league roster. You know, that's really kind of sad because fucking Higgy had a monster spring training. Yeah, but I think Higgy's – His problem is – Higgy's that one of the most freakiest players ever, ever. He's also trying to fill Gary's shoes offensively and swing for the downs every swing which is not Higgy's game. Higgy I was needs him. I to go back Gary Shoes. Are you fucking kidding me? Meaning like he's trying to hit the ball out or hit for power when he needs to go back to the Higgy that played with a chip on his shoulder, hitting, finding the gap, finding the hole, getting little singles, doubles. Yeah. He needs to stop trying to hit home runs every swing. Like go you back, can see he that he's trying to kill the ball. I don't think that these two catchers will be our two catchers at the end of the season. I do think, as I've said before, I definitely think that we need to, if Ben Rorver can't come back, 
and who knows how he'll do. I definitely think that we need to explore I'm, the catcher's market. I'm super excited. I mean, you guys know I love catchers, obviously, because I'm a huge guy on Austin Wells, you know, the kid Carlos Narvaez, who also is there in high Hudson Valley. But, you know, Ben Rorvet and, you know, obviously, you know, Antonio Gomez, who's down the minors, and Anthony Siegler, like, we've got really, really good catchers on the way. Um, and, you know, I can agree with you, Mike. Like, I mean, right now, like, we don't have great offensive catchers. They're great defensively, and they're holding their own. And, you know, this is the reason why we have a good start. But I, I don't think it's going to be enough to keep them around. You know, I think, you know, you give a, a couple more weeks for Rorbit. You know, obviously, he's getting ready down there in AAA. And, you know, he, he didn't play at all on spring training, so he's going to be down there for a little while. But I think once he's ready, he's going to get his chance. And if he proves that he can hit, unlike the other two guys that we have currently, he'll get that starter role right away. I think if he comes in, you know, he provides a couple big hits, and being that he's another left-handed bat, that is huge for this lineup. Like, obviously, you know, we have Hicks and – you know, we have Rizzo and Gallo. So, like, there are lefty bats there. But adding another one, especially towards the bottom of the lineup where it's predominantly right-handed, uh, that could be awesome for the Yankees, dude, especially if he can produce. Absolutely. And, yeah, and then we got one more, Mikey. This is like a team one. Um, but like, like Chris said before, obviously the Yankees are on pace to win 119. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But uh, let, let's let's go with uh, 104. Buy, buy or sell that the Yankees win 104 games this year? Um, I'd buy it. I think um, I think the Yankees win 110. The way if they keep this pace, knock on wood, they stay healthy. I see them winning 110 games. Nobody has seen a fully healthy Yankees team in years. And for knock on wood, somebody, because I have no wood near me, <laughs> fucking, well, I don't think I we've do, had, I, do. I don't think we've had a completely healthy roster at this point in the season in a couple of seasons. We've always lost somebody in the beginning of the year for a big chunk of this season. Yeah, and I mean, we've so for us to be fully healthy, that is monumental for us right now. Right, and we've seen it already. Like, you know, Voight went down for the Padres early. Gary went down for the Twins. You know, and those are two guys that possibly if if those moves weren't made, you know, if, if the move for Donaldson wasn't made, Gary would still be here. You know, if we didn't trade Voight, he'd still be here as, you know, primarily like a bench DH guy, but not having to worry about those guys on the roster anymore and having healthier players has absolutely been huge for the Yankees. And that's something that, like you said, hasn't been there for years and having that now is obviously showing. And, you know, I think it's something that they have to continue to do and whether that's something about, you know, the trainers that are there or, you know, just about, you know, what they're doing on the field to prepare for these long stretch of games. They just got to keep doing that because it's obviously working. It's obviously, it's working out really well. 
And then Yeah, I definitely think that we're gonna keep it going. I think everyone is like they're not really overexerting themselves either because our offense is picking it up so much and we're honestly just like cruising to most of our wins. So that's also playing a big part in our players staying healthy because it's not like they really have to go balls to the wall for nine innings. Some of our games are already decided by the sixth inning, so they can just coast. Yeah, I mean, this is – this is the Yankee team that we've been looking for. Yeah, like you, you said know, before when the, we were the Bronx the Bombers, like, the Evil Empire, you know, whatever you want to call them, they're back. And they're doing what the New York Yankees do, and that's score often, but that's putting up ugly numbers on the scoreboard like they did that first game in Chicago where it was 7-7, and then like that, it was 15-7, to oh, just with a guys- snap of a finger. Did you guys watch that video I sent you from that guy on TikTok, White Sox Louie? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That was so funny. His reaction after Tom. He was so pissed. To cap things off was just fucking priceless. And I commented on that. I was just like, sorry, we had to do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that so fucking funny. That's great. All right, uh, guys, I got one more. One more segment, and then we'll give uh, our next hot takes, and then we'll be closing it out. But uh, right now, who is your team MVP and then your team LVP? So who's your most valuable player right now and your least valuable player? Chris, we'll start with you because – I think it's pretty obvious who our team's most valuable player is at this moment. If you pick anybody else, you're on crack. It's Joey – I mean, uh, it's Aaron Judge. His name is Aaron Judge. I mean, he's got 12 homers on the year already. Batting average is getting up higher. I think he's at 290-something or low 300s. I think he had like a 1.2 OPS last time I checked. I could be wrong. But there's no better player on the Yankees right now who is playing with the fuck you attitude that Aaron Hicks brought up, who's not playing with that attitude right now at the moment, uh, than Aaron Judge. And... If he doesn't win MVP, if he keeps playing like this, stays healthy, doesn't win MVP at the end of the year, I will be fucking shocked. Um, but the least valuable player has to be Jean Costa. I mean, uh, Joey Gallo. Because, you know. <laughs> oh, look at that fucking average. And, I mean, sure, <laughs> he's got five homers, but five, five homers just doesn't mean shit when you have. God, has he struck out 100 times yet this year? It feels like sure it. It, it definitely like it. feels like <laughs> it. It's, it's bad. It's just like, oh, every time Joey Gallo comes up, oh, it's a strikeout. But I, it was so funny. My mom had just come home from whatever she was doing earlier. She came back, the Yankees were at bat, and then Joey Gallo came up. And I was at, in the ear, she was listening, and I was like, oh, here comes another strikeout. And then – and the, and I like make her say like oh my god shut up Chris because I scream like oh my god he hit a home run. It <laughs> <laughs> was he was like was shut so the priceless. fuck up Chris I'm good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sometimes is not enough for a player who's a Gold Glove winner and can barely even catch balls at Yankee Stadium. Now. That was <laughs> when we when we were sitting in left field. He was he was getting heckled so much like man you can't hit and you can't field. 
You can't catch a ball? <laughs> like, bro, it was so bad. But, I mean, you got to give props to the guy. He's still going out there and trying. He's not letting it get to him too much. He's giving it the old college try. Yeah. At the major league level. <laughs> Fucking joke. Yep. <laughs> he, he's got a red shirt for the Yankees soon? <laughs> All right. Uh, Mikey, who, who, who are your picks? I, I mean – the obvious one for most valuable player is Aaron Judge. If you don't say Aaron Judge, then you are sniffing the purest cocaine from Colombia. Um, and then my least valuable player, I'm actually going to take a different route than Chris. And I'm going to go Kyle Higashioka because of the expectations that were placed on him when Gary was traded. We expected him to really step up and be that dual threat catcher, both offensively and defensively. While he has been amazing on the defensive end, his offense is just atrocious. And that's led to him becoming more of our backup. And that's led to Trevino starting a majority of our games, even though he can't hit a fucking rock either. Fucking garbage. Hey, he can um, still frame some nasty pitches, so I don't know. Oh, his, his frame jobs are impeccable. I mean, yeah, I just really think that Higgy has, as much as I love Higgy, I've always been a fan of Higgy. I've always thought he was better than Gary Sanchez until this season. Like, he's really folding under the pressure of being considered our starter. You just reminded me of something that happened when I was at the Baltimore game uh, on the 27th. And I had, it was like near the end of the game. And we were, uh, I, I managed to like sneak my way to like behind home plate. I already told Ian about this. Um, so I was sitting there and all the guys were screaming at him. They're like, You're making us miss Gary Sanchez already. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, like, <laughs> he was Gary, bad, man. at least so bad for him. as much as Gary fucking sucked on offense his last couple of years, he still had that shock factor, honestly. Like, he would just have games where he'd just go off offensively. And he'd have – he wasn't great on defense, but he was still Gary Sanchez. Like, he was able to contribute to the team. But he just played like shit last year, and now he's gone. And I honestly miss him because these catchers are fucking dog water. <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, I miss fucking Gary Sanchez. Hey, I take a good defensive. I will. I will take a good defensive catcher like Jose Trevino over a mediocre defensive catcher like Gary fucking Sanchez. And oh, I, I don't care that the offense from Sanchez was better. If he can, if a catcher can frame pitches and everyone else on the lineup can contribute like they are, I am perfectly okay with it. Hey, you know what would be nice? Nope. It would be nice to like go to like the mall and you know have a store that's called Build a Catcher. Maybe you could have like you know Trevino and Higgy's defensive stats and you know like somewhat this of like will be the show, you know, buddy. You could pick like right. You could pick like Gary Sanchez offensive stats, but. Only Gary you can't Sanchez create your own archetype in real life. Yeah, you can only you can only you can only have Gary Sanchez from 2016 and 17 because ever since then yeah, he's bro, this isn't wrong to the show. You can you can, you can. 
Yeah. You can just dream yeah. here, ready? Dream there and whew, dream gone. Play the show. Yeah, I think I got the the next the next big thing, build a catcher. Thank God. Uh, yeah, no. Oh no, God. No, let's no, just completely no. edit. Well, let's edit that out. Uh, that well, we'll do. We'll put a. Uh, we'll put you know. We'll we'll build a care. We'll build a we'll build a shirt, and it'll have a Vino uh, Higgy and uh, Gary, and you know that'll be a big dick you're energy. Just take, you're just taking yo. The shovel. There you go, mentioning dick. Oh my god, bro! You're just nah, taking the shovel. You shouldn't go a podcast episode without digging and dick. digging yourself nah, in just, a hole. You're not gonna get out of. Jesus. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I just really hope that this uh, Rorvert kid. Really does Roadhouse. come back soon Roadhouse. because shout out to the boys on 161st Street. We're calling him Roadhouse. Yeah, Roadhouse. No, nah, that's such a dope name. Like, I honestly hope that when he comes there, that that nickname sticks. I re- I really cannot believe you said that because I think that name is absolute dog shit. <laughs> nah, I like it. Honestly, Texas I like it. Roadhouse, come get your steaks. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, but let me move into mine because uh, my least valuable player is actually going to tie into uh, my hot take. Uh, obviously, MVP, I'm completely with you guys on Aaron Judge. Well, like Mike why, said, if you're not, you're sniffing the purest right. snowflakes cocaine. And why would it be anything else when right now, at this very moment, Judge would win American League MVP because of what he's doing for this team? He's got the clutch factor. He's leading the league in homers. He's been on an absolute monstrous tear. Oh, have he we played... even mentioned the walk-off homer yet on this episode or no? No. We have not. I mean, everyone already knows about that. So, obviously, yeah, like oh, that's the walk-off finish. But that, that's not all he does. Look at what he's doing. He's playing right field. He's even playing center field. And at that, he is playing a gold glove center field. He's not just playing an average center field. Like you could literally look at this. He's game. a better center fielder than Aaron Hicks. And if you, yeah, exactly. Anybody's a better to, center fielder than Aaron. If you Hicks. want to, you could tell Aaron Hicks to kick rocks, and you could have a an outfield of Judge Stanton and Hicks. Or sorry, nah, you can't. Judge Stanton, you, yeah. I'm sorry, you can't see. You can't have Stanton in the outfield. That <laughs> motherfucker has a piano on his back. He cannot move. That man is know. not built I, for the outfield. I think hey, I think Stan. Hey, I think Stan hey, 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 I run Mikey, faster than Jar Carlos calm, Stan. God damn it. <laughs> All right, Mike, hey, calm down. Calm you, down. Calm down. Do we not remember that catch he made against Toronto? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. one catch in how many games in the outfield that he played for us? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we remember, Chris. We remember. I don't think anyone <laughs> forgot because that's the one thing he's done in the outfield in the past five years that he's been in New York. You know you can just unmute yourself, right, Chris? Yeah, you really can. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> you yep. fucking prick. And, uh, I realized if somebody muted you that you could unmute it. Like, I thought there was a like, only yeah. yeah, literally. And my so my least valuable player – right now for the New York Yankees is a Roldis Chapman. Of all of all the people in the bullpen, I really do think that Chapman is one of the weakest links. And right now he has velocity still down. Command and control are bad. He's not the same pitcher that he was in his first tenure as a Yankee. 
And then he went to the Cubs. He got a World Series ring. He came back. But he's never Man, he's never been the same since the Altuve walk-off homer. He has not been the same for fucking five years. I don't want to hear it. Yes, that. we know. I mean, and That's honestly, why this is going to lead into my hot take, is that Chapman is not the same. He never will be the same. And come the trade deadline, a Roldis Chapman will not be a – will not only not be the Yankees' closer, he will not be a New York Yankee. There is going to be – now you're sniffing that good shit. Listen to me. There is going to be someone else who is going to be closing out games here. And with the way that the NL East is looking right now, there is a really, really good chance that Kenley Jansen could be – a New York Yankee soon because he's on a one-year contract. And with the way that he's pitching and the way that Atlanta's still not winning enough ball games to keep up with the Mets, and even with, like, the Phillies, I really do think that Kenley Jansen could be that piece for the Yankees. That could be the, hey, we got a guy for the ninth inning. Let's go win this motherfucking World Series. The only other guy I could see. Are you talking about the Kenley Jansen that couldn't throw a fucking rock in the ocean last year? But are we also are you talking about the Kenley Jansen that blew every save opportunity last year for the Dodgers? (laughs) Is that the Kenley Jansen that we're talking about? Right, but look at how Kenley Jansen has been for the Braves when he's coming. He's been phenomenal. He's back to that. He's not a closer. He's back to that Kenley Jansen. But the only, other guy, the only other guy that I could say, but this is not going to happen because, A, it's going to cost too much, and, B, the Brewers are probably going to win the Central, would be Josh Hader. Josh Hader is the best damn reliever in all baseball. If you think that even has a possibility of happening, you're on that cocaine, Mike. <laughs> right. But it has oh, been brother. said. If you guys actually follow baseball and not just the Yankees, there were articles about the Brewers willing to trade him at some point. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm sorry to cut you off, but Dallas is up by 40 points in game seven. Sweet. It's Easy 71 to 31. Damn. Jesus Christ. Damn. That's bad. Um, but, yeah, I would say – for me, the Yankees are going to move on from Chapman by the trade deadline. I don't think there's any guy in the minors right now down below who would be able to come in and take that role, and I don't think Luizaga is going to be able to either right now. But I do think that the Yankees have a very solid opportunity to go out there and get a big name. Uh and it really, you got three names out there. Josh Hader's one, but it's going to take a lot to get him. Two is Kenley Jansen. And then three, and he has been amazing, this if guy. You say some silly and, ass name. Wait, no, 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 no. Leaving. Wait, if you say Mikey, some bullshit, no, no, no. Mikey, you're going to know. Ex- Mikey's going to know exactly who I'm talking about. I don't know if Chris is going to because Chris is fucking stupid. But fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Mikey, he was uh, he was a part of the 2009 championship team. He was a reliever. He was the setup man for Mariano Rivera. Oh my god! 30. I'm leaving. I'm leaving right now. No, 
No, he has been leaving right now. David Robertson has been amazing. And if, <laughs> I you, want, as well on that if note, you want me to prove it to you, if you want me to prove it to you right now, let me show you. <laughs> I'm going to show you stats right now. Dog, this is his first good stretch in like eight years. On, let me I don't give a guy. fuck if he has a zero ERA right no, now. No, listen. He's pitched 12 innings for the Cubs. The Cubs have not had a good schedule. That's why, the, and obviously the Cubs aren't a good team either. They're rebuilding. But David Robertson has thrown 11 games. He's thrown 12 innings. He struck out 17. He has a whip under one and an ERA of 1.5. His stuff has been there. His velocity's back up. He's obviously bounced from team to team. But if you need a guy, ass. <laughs> if you need a guy who's going to be cost effective, which obviously we all know Brian Cashman loves cost effective. Why not just go get that guy? He's another great piece. He's because already he has a ton of postseason experience. Keeping Chapman. Yes, right. Chap- Chapman is a lost cause, dude. Chapman is a lost cause, and that's what Yankees. But to replace him with David Robertson, you are on the purest. No, I'm totally okay. down for it. I'm totally. <laughs> You've down mentioned for it. two dog shit, two <laughs> pitchers who have been ass no, and no, are no, just no. having good stretches. Go, so, go, I'm sorry. You, this you is go, probably you, you just wait, called me stupid is, before that take. No, nah, this is probably one of the. This is the worst hot take since Chris said that Gallo was going to get his right, shit together. On. No, just wait. I'm going I'm to finish explaining myself, and I'll let you guys have the floor for your hot takes. There have been – you guys look back. Yeah, the Braves had Will Smith, whatever. The Dodgers didn't use Kenley Jansen to close out the World Series. They used Julio Urias. Because Uri. he's ass. 2019. The Nationals didn't use Sean Doolittle to close out the World Series. They used Daniel Hudson. Because Doolittle was ass. 2018, the Red Sox didn't use Craig Kimbrell to close out the World Series. They used Chris Sale. Guys, teams aren't using closers in the playoffs anymore, guys, especially when it matters most when you're in the World Series. They're not using the hardest-throwing guys because, damn, if the control's not there, guess what? You might just cost yourself a game. And when it's the World Series, you don't want to cost yourself a single game. So you go out there, the Yankees get D-Rob. He doesn't have to be their closer, right? Because you can mix it around. You have guys like Clay Holmes. You have guys like Luazga. Then you would have D-Rob, Chad Green, Michael King, all these guys, Wandy Peralta even, all these guys that they could come in, you know, and they could change it up and interchange it and go back and forth of, like, who's pitching the ninth inning? And it would probably be more effective than Chapman's been because Chapman sucks right now. I mean, honestly, the last they, time we I, went to a closer by committee, we got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. I don't care. Bro, Chap, honestly, Chapman's contract has to go. And I was saying this before. We're paying him $16 million this year <laughs> to do this, to blow games, to not be able to find the strike zone. And then he's down the count. He has so many runners on base. And then there's nothing he can do but throw the ball 
down the middle like a meatball. And every guy is – Luis Robert had an interview, and he said he looked like he was seeing like a beach ball. Literally because Chapman could not throw a single strike. So because he couldn't throw a strike, once he did, Robert was ready for it. And it wasn't even a fastball that he threw. So, I don't know. Right, the so floor, let's, the, move, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, the, the floor is your guys now. So, whatever one of you want to take your hot take, go ahead. But I'm, I'm done. Mikey, you can go first. Oh, fuck. Why do I have to go first? Because I went um, first last time. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn, I lost my hot take through all of that blasphemy that I just heard. Fuck. Now I have to think of one on the spot. Um. Let's see. Honestly, hot take that I have, I could say, I mean, I think it'll be a negative hot take this time, boys. I think after the stretch that Anthony Rizzo had, he has a really bad funk, sadly. Like, I see it trending in that direction. And I think he just goes into a funk and he doesn't hit a home run until the beginning of next month. I see him going on a home run drought. Because I think, I mean, I'm just talking out of my ass here because I I lost my hot take. I I mean, I think that stretch really got in his head. And now he's just like down to earth in a sense. And I think that he'll be more of like a base-to-base kind of guy. I don't think he'll be swinging for the fences. So, I, mean, I don't know. I just don't see him hitting I another home run. Point this out. He hasn't played in the Little League ballpark as often as he did in that 11-game stretch that they won. And Agreed. he hasn't been getting... So, he they haven't been... Other teams haven't been getting porched by him yet. So, I don't know. We'll see in the uh, in the next couple home series what happens. But I, I agree. I think people forget that Rizzo's not a power hitter and that he's more of a contact plate discipline type of guy. Yeah, he's just and I think people just I think people just think because of how hot his start was is that he's still gonna hit 50, 60 home runs. And that's not the case. He's never he's hit more hit, than 32 in his entire career. Hey, he's gonna hit 25 to 30 this season. But he's gonna he's gonna be one of our our biggest players because of the experience with the World Series ring and all that. He's going to be a big contributor for us this whole year. And then, obviously, his defense at first base is huge. But, Mike, I do like your take. Um, I do think it's a solid one. I just hope it doesn't – Yeah, I don't – I hope we go see Rizzo on Friday. I hope he hits a fucking nuke. Just so that, that I can post your take and then post a home run right after it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of fucked me up. I think I had a good take. I just can't remember it. Yeah. Like you really fucked because me up with all that blasphemy. Yeah, I mean, hey, pictures. if if you remember, if you ever wind up remembering your take, I'll use take, it for a future episode. Right, definitely. either leave it for a future episode or take a video of you saying it real quick and then send it, and then we'll post it and be like, hey, this was the uh, this was the take that Mike actually wanted, but had a brain fart. I had a brain fart because my I got mind fucked by your hot take. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if Chris goes uh, 
Ofer, Ofer plus two. three. All right, here's my Obi hot three. take. It's not, a, yeah. it's not like a scorching hot take. Because the, gla- the Glaber take and the Gal take were both it's, bad. It's definitely a take that can I that can go extremely well or extremely bad, but also has the possibility of panning out in like a neutral direction. <clears throat> so my take is that DJ LeMayhew goes on a tear and hits another four or five homers before the month is over and gets his wow. average up to like 260. All right, so Chris is going 0 for 3 with his takes this year. I mean, isn't DJ's average already <laughs> over Fuck 260? It's a, it's, a, it's a good take. Yeah, DJ's average is definitely so. above 260. I think it's DJ's, like 230. No, you're... You're you got to be wrong. I'm looking that he's up. He's been Give me a really cold. His av- he's been cold. His average is right his average is 281. <laughs> okay, average so then I'm gonna change that into 300. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> that was already we're considering that an 0 for three on the hot seat because you didn't even know his average. That's an 0 for three. I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, we'll I definitely think That's that DJ – I think DJ out will go back to being the 300 hitter he was at the beginning of the season. I definitely do think that that's a good take. Um, I definitely see him picking it up because he is a contact hitter. He's just not finding the gaps or finding the holes in the infield like he normally does. He's just hitting the ball right at everybody. <laughs> so I definitely do see his average going back up. Yeah, I do too. I mean, DJ is definitely – Starting to show glimpses of the old DJ that we saw. Um, and speaking of, I actually remember my hot take now. <laughs> all right, I just want to say something. It was regarding – go ahead, and then I'll go to yeah. my hot take, um, my real hot take. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, um, Chris, you make more general hot takes. Like, don't start – don't just keep, like, adding stats in because, like, you're adding average in as well as home runs. And you're making it a very complicated hot take for yourself. Ooh. That is your hot take. I don't care. Ooh, no, I don't. you say your hot takes are dog shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I, don't I can't care. wait for Chris to I don't go. Care. That's why it's a hot take. <laughs> what we should do is we should start keeping like a tally of like if our hot takes actually cash out, and then if they do. I guess we'll do something at the end of the season for whoever wins, but we won't we won't take anything yet until uh right, until so Jack if, joins if us Mikey's on the next one. Two, let me like, get it. If Mikey gets two, let me get one like backup one. And it, sure, but think no, about fuck it. you! I'm only getting a second. No, wait, wait. no we'll, I'll, I'll let this slide for this episode. But if you if your pot if your hot takes still suck after this one, then you're never getting another redo. Well, Mike, Mike, you can go ahead, Chris. Yep, you go turn, first. Turn, turn, turn the engine on. Get the wheels turning, and actually think of something. Oh, this! I'm telling you now, just because it's a backup one. This hot take doesn't even involve the Yankees, but you know what? Go ahead. Now I'm intrigued. It doesn't involve us, so right. let's hear it. Because okay. now I have it so locked in. I know hot mine. take is later on in the season, the Mets will be exposed for using some form of cheating. Oh shit! Wow, scorch that clip. That oh my god, wow. Yeah, I'm definitely posting that. 
And I'm gonna That's huge. I'm gonna make sure that I tag every single Mets thing so that <laughs> you get canceled. <laughs> oh my god, that is crazy. If that I happens mean, hell, if, if if the Yankees get exposed for some form of cheating, I am hundred percent convinced that the Mets will at some point for this season. That's nuts, dude. Oh my god. If that happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. isn't it kind of suspicious that they have two crazy comeback games in, like, a course of, like, a week? No. It's just circumstance. They just have that good of a damn roster. That's how good their roster is. Since when? Nah, they're <laughs> Since April. when? They're April and May champions. They're going to be in the cellar by the time June's over. Nope. They're going exactly. to be they're going to be season form yet, but still. They're going to be playing they're going to play be playing in the World right. Series in October. That's the end of I can't team. wait Mikey, for that to I be cannot so wait wrong. to hear yours now. It's going to be it's going to be us against them and then these guys right here are going to be hoisting up a a nice big trophy to bring back to the Bronx. And I don't give a I, flying – I am I'm honestly out of work willing – There's a parade in New York. And then guess what? You know, I'm willing to bet any amount of money that the Yankees and Mets don't make it to the World you know, Series together. You know what the, Yan- you know what the Yankees are going to say when they beat the Mets in the World Series on, in City Field? Hold these apples. Aha. Aha. <laughs> Please stop talking. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Please stop talking. <laughs> stop. stop. All right, Mike. Mike, go ahead with your hot take. Your All right, real so hot take. My original hot take was regarding the beloved Isaiah Kiner Falefa. He he ends his home run drought and he actually winds up hitting two by the end of the month. Because he still has yet to get on the board with the dinger. That's not who he is. But I definitely think it's coming. That's, ex- like, that's exactly why I disagree. It's because that's not who he is. <laughs> I mean, he did hit a, a few last year. Honestly? He hit a few last year. I, I think, think he, he can get to. I think he ends it in both. Like, I think he might end it in Baltimore. Nah, I don't think You're that's ready? Soon. Take this. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> It's almost as good like as my uh, as my pre workout. Yeah, that's um, it's not as good as stuff as uh, our um, yeah, But before we go, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a quick shout out to a free sponsor. Shout out to TickPick. TickPick is uh, a sports ticket app that you guys can use. Uh, there are no hidden fees. What you see is what you get. I bought my ticket for the White Sox game on Friday through TickPick for $19, and I paid $19. So if you guys need anywhere to go and buy your buy your tickets, use TickPick. They are great. It is super easy, and I can't wait to be going to that game and getting my Andy Pettit bobblehead and only knowing that I paid $19 for a ticket, but I'm going to probably spend like a hundred dollars for a stupid bucket of chicken tenders and french fries <laughs> and still no honey mustard <laughs> like just steal it from uh Dutchess stadium and bring it with you yeah i know yeah new york yankees uh if anyone is if anyone from yankee stadium is listening to this please do right by the fans and please go get some honey mustard 
It's really not that fucking hard. I really don't. I, <laughs> this I, is my I, hot I, take. I, this, I could be. This, I could care this is my other hot take because you guys are getting two, so I'm getting two. Somebody that works for the Yankees is going to get them to get honey mustard by the end of the season. Because every time that we come on this podcast now, until the end of the season, every time that they don't have it, I'm going to keep saying that they need to fucking get honey mustard. I mean, I could be, I could really care less because I think mustard is nasty, but. Yeah. And that's why you have a disgusting straggly beard. And a... my beard is not disgusting or straggly anymore. I let it grow so I could cut it into the shape I wanted. Does it look disgusting or straggly now? No. Fuck you. <laughs> Grow out a beard. Maybe you can talk. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, funny. So, yeah. A That's beard. a good way to cap it off. Yankee Stadium needs honey mustard. Yankee Stadium will be better with honey mustard. That's it. Chris, give your other hot take. This better be good. This better be good. We're also putting it out. He did. I did. He did. The Mets. Get fucking late. Oh. This man definitely took a bump of yeah. that coat. That's, that's because it wasn't a Yankee one. That's why. Because I, I never would have thought that one of us would have given a non-Yankee hot take. When this oh, is a... Is. Yeah. You have... Probably the you, first and probably the only one. Do you actually have, like, a decent hot take for the Yankees? Because even that Mets one wasn't, like, off the charts good. Like, do you have a good Yankee one? I mean, if anything, I was going to go with Mikey and say – I was going to say IKF, if anything, with the Yankees, but, like, I really don't see that happening, so I really didn't want to put that out there. Um, but I, if I did have no one for the Yankees, I would probably say that Higashioka does find a way to fucking break out of the 110s and get his, off, get his offense up a little bit, but – Higgy road to 125 for Higgy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now nah, we got to start coming up with some. Uh, the best thing is that there's four of us now. Do we I have the meter yet for the Josh Donaldson road to 275? <laughs> we. If he hits 275, do we still have the clip of that to see what actually happens if he hits 275? Oh yeah, I saw the clip. So we'll figure. Yeah. We'll figure oh, fuck. Um, Watch him hit like two seventy six. I'll be so pissed. <laughs> nah, because if he hits two seventy five, <laughs> that smashes it. Literally, if it's two seventy, he's gonna hit exactly. He's gonna be batting like two seventy three or two seventy four in his final bat of the regular season. And then we're gonna be like, dude, strike out. He's gonna have like a three two count, and we're all gonna be. And he's gonna hit a nuke. Out, and he's gonna hit like a five hundred foot nuke. But, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap things up because it is 945 and Chris needs his beauty sleep. No, not at all. Um, but, uh, we're guys, we got to start talking about some T-shirt ideas. So we'll get on that this week in our group chat, see if we can spit out any ideas. Try to, I'm going to try to get uh, a website brewing in the making, but I'm going to really like take my time with it before we do it. And then, obviously, I want to start – you know, myself writing some more articles since I have the blog and haven't done like anything with it, but uh, we'll be able to post in our podcast videos there and everything like that as well. Um, but yeah, that's it guys. We're done for this episode. This was a great um, episode. If you guys don't follow, oh, yeah. please follow us at uh, the pinstripe pals on all social media platforms. 
And if you guys want to subscribe to us, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, wherever you may listen to your podcast. And, you know, please give us a nice little rate. You know, give us some comments if there's anything that you guys would like to hear us talk about or hear from us. Or if you want to, you know, join in on the fun of telling Chris that he gives the worst fucking hot takes in the world, please do. We'll see you guys soon. Uh, Friday, Friday, we're going to vlog our White Sox game because we were supposed to do that with the Texas game and then it got rained out. So we'll please vlog have that fun and- for me, boys. Wow. Wow. I can't believe he didn't say Soxes. Yeah. So we uh, will <laughs> we'll vlog that for you guys. It'll be uh, me, Chris, and Jack at the game. Um, yeah. And then after – if we do somebody vlog steal it, a petted bobblehead for me. No, when we vlog it and when oh, we put it on you, YouTube, man. can I be the one who posts it so the title doesn't say fucking socks? Thanks. <laughs> sure. Wow. Uh, and uh yeah, that quite that quite wraps it up. We'll probably we'll probably come back on again at the end of the next White Sox series at home because that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. So, you know. Yankees, let's keep going. 25 and 9. Mikey's hot take on stands looking good. My hot take on the team is looking good with the W's. Let's keep the ball and chain rolling. And we'll see you guys next Sunday. Let's go, Yankees. All right. Let's Thanks for Yankees. tuning in. Let's go, Yankees. Let's fucking go. The Yankees win. <laughs>